0: amen how many of us are still can still remember where we left off last week hallelujah all right this is a very practical uh teaching and for those of us that were not here or did not join online last week i want to welcome you and for those of you that uh were here i want you to pay more attention because uh our lives are worth living for christ hallelujah are you sure you're still here? Yes, ma'am. Amen. So we, di- we dived into uh, discovering your spiritual gifts. And, you know, Reverend, when he came in now, uh, he talked about your shape. I don't think we mentioned it last week. Your shape. How many people know that everybody has different body shape? So there are different kinds of body shape. For women, there is round. Oval, circular figure eight, shape eight, shape seven, shape zero. Name it. Yeah. There is a transitioning. You know, some ladies start with figure eight or shape eight. Then it starts expanding and it becomes six. Then from six, it becomes nine. Then from nine, it goes back to the zero that's. Uh, you know. So it, it is a transitioning, you know, the shape, physical body shape does not remain the same. But our spirits are not like that. The spirit is eternal, right? And we are formed, the, the, what forms us, what makes us up is our spirits, not our body. Thanks be to God. Otherwise, we would have been evolving, you know, in a very strange way. One day you will be extroverted, another day you will be very, very... Introverted, you know. One day you be calm; another day you will be not so calm, you know. So, but we thank God for making our spirits eternal. Hallelujah! And so, your shape simply is an acronym for S spiritual gifts. The S there for shape, spiritual gifts. The H is for your heart. The A for your, I think that's for your ability, right? The P personality and the E for experiences. Are you seeing these are the things that makes up who we are and how we we look into things, the outlook that we have into life and into the things that are around, or the people that are around us, the things that surround us. Hallelujah. Last week we talked about your ability. You know, it's part of what makes up your shape. We, I think we also talked about the spiritual gifts. We talked about, um, uh, what again, the personality, how it affects, you know, who you are, the divisions of it, the kinds of people that have the tendency of having certain gifts. You cannot say you are so introverted and you are a powerful evangelist, you know. The two things are not just go together you will find it difficult you know there is nothing that cannot happen but you know personality has, has something very peculiar most people have two or more different personalities and for those of us that do not know what personality is it is simply your makeup the template which which you are formed you know and it has to do with whether you are introverted or extroverted we have four different types that we have run through different occasions on different occasions in this church and can can we name them together the sanguine right the choleric the melancholic and the phlegmatic and so the two introverted temperaments or personalities are the melancholic and the phlegmatic and the two extravi- uh, extroverted extraverted ones are the sanguine and the choleric and I said specifically last week that Your physical gift and ability is the foundation upon which your spiritual gift sits. Are you understanding? It fuses, your spiritual gift fuses with your physical activity, uh, your physical uh, ability or your physical gift so that there can be an alignment and it can work well together. Many people live through their lives working with only their physical gifts. Are you understanding what they can do physically? They never take out time to explore their spiritual gifts. So that is why as Christians, the first thing you hear is that man is a spirit that lives in a body. It helps you to turn your attention away from your physical self alone. And that's why it's not by power, not by my mind, but by my spirit, Seared the Lord. So you turn away from who you are physically and then you seek who you are spiritually. Because the moment you give your life to Christ, there are some gifts that Jesus gives to us. There are some gifts that are deposited in our lives. This does not have anything to how well you have worked or how beautiful you have worked or how strong you are. You know, as a Christian, it is a gift. A gift are things that we get even though we are undeserving of them. Have you not seen a very rich man that has left everything to the son that has never worked a day in his life? Did he, does, does he deserve it? No. He just got it by virtue of who his father is. Are you understanding? So by virtue of who our father is, who is the maker of heaven and earth, there are some gifts that we get automatically. It is now left for us to identify them and begin to align them with our physical gift. And I said, God also Take notes because it's not. It's the one that created us. So it formed your template. Definitely, if you're a Toyota Corolla, right, you will get Toyota Corolla parts. Is that, is that not how it's going to work? If you're a trailer, you will not get Toyota Corolla parts from the person that formed you. Are you understanding? You will get the parts of a trailer. If you're a Mercedes Benz, you will not get things that will work with uh, uh, a Golf or a Honda. You will get giftings and things and accessories that will work from the maker, from the manufacturer. Have you seen a manufacturer that manufactures Mercedes-Benz before and accessorized it with Toyota things? So you've entered, then you, it's a, it's a Benz. Then you have entered, then you see Corolla stuff. Or, you, you get what I'm saying? Even if it is a Toyota, and you enter and everything inside is bends, bends, bends. You're like, ah, Ford, what is happening? So it, it means that the manufacturer is confused. God is not an author of confusion, He works with what we have. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so our physical gifts are those things that God will stand and work with. They are those things that God will take and use to, you know, project our spiritual gifts because of how we have been made hallelujah are you sure you're still here natural. so your natural gifts are supposed to enhance your spiritual gifts and you must understand this very well These teachings are personal gifts; they are self-reflection gift they are things that you will make you to start seeking for yourself don't get to age 40 before you start analyzing yourself don't be 50 because Whatever it is that is valuable, even if you're ignorant of it for three quarter of your life, one day you will discover that you should seek this thing. That's what they call midlife crisis. How many people have heard it before? Yeah, at midlife crisis, people begin to wonder, why am I here? What's the essence? You know, when you're a teenager, you can just live anyhow. By the time you're 35, 37, you're like, "Ah, wait, what have I been doing? Do I even really want to marry this woman? I don't think so. We are not aligned. You know, all kinds of crises happen at that stage because people now want to self discover. So it's better you discover yourself before you get to the point where it becomes a crisis. Hallelujah. I pray that the Lord is helping you in Jesus' name and high as well in Jesus' name. All right. So we have to understand all these things. So that they, they can align in our lives and begin to work wonderfully well. So we mentioned several kinds of spiritual gifts. And last week we were made to understand that, like Reverend said here, it is not only those who preach that are gifted spiritually. It is not only the prophet. In fact, we extensively talked about the prophetic. And if you don't if we're not here, it's better you go back and listen. Again, to that message. The prophets are not those people that, you know, in our own kind, there's a way we see prophets. Like they, they have to look strange, they have to act strange, they have to have certain uh, bearings. But no, it's not supposed to. You, of course, they are going to be different. And one major thing that is different about them is their patience. Because prophets are like the mouthpiece of what God is thinking and saying, they have to be able to wait, seek God, wait, wait. So, one of the major uh uh, uh these things for, for prophets is that they are they have the ability to leave everything, you know, and wait on God and wait on God and be there. So, you can't find a prophet passing you know doing things like every other normal person you know many of them separate themselves and that is how because there's no way you can this is a very dependent gift it's not like the gift of administration the gift of teaching teaching to you how to study but you know this one you, you just don't study you want to hear and understand the mind of god hallelujah and if you have ever been to an important person's office you will understand that waiting is one of the key ingredients for you to see that person. Hallelujah. You cannot just be there and say, ah, I have waited for one hour. Please, please, please. I will come back later. You might never, depending on how important that person is, you might never be able to see the person. Hallelujah. But that's just by the way. I will give a quick rundown of all the spiritual gifts again so that we can be familiar with it for those of us that are not here. The first one we call it apostleship. Apostleship, And these are those that have the ability to start something new. You know, they can go to foreign lands, they can go to foreign places, they can go to unfamiliar places, and just start something new. They have the ability to sacrifice their time, their resources, and just be there. And you know, they have that passion, the energy, the, 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 the tenacity, you know, to see something new grow. The second one is prophecy. And this this prophecy is reporting something that God spontaneously brings to your mind. Reporting from God. This is uh, the broadcasters, the NTA of God. you understand? Yeah, yeah the AIT, the BBC. Yeah. These ones are the ones that have the patience to seek out what God is saying. Hallelujah. So it can be true messages and it can be true audio. It can be true visual, you know. Then we have the evangelist. We have the evangelism is one, the evangelism gift is one that is is an evangelist that devotes himself to the preaching of the gospel, compassionate to the lost. They are very uh, eloquent, they talk, they have the ability to move around. The fourth one writes, is pastoring, pastoring. uh, These are shepherds, they care for people personally. They have the ability to gather the people and look after a group of people. Then we have the teaching, someone who devote his or herself to preaching uh, or our life to preaching and teaching the Christian faith. We are not talking about physical teachers. Yeah, we are talking about spiritual teachers, the people that have the ability to dig deep into the Christian faith, have a deep understanding, and teach it in a way that the people would understand. Then we have faith, the gift of faith, you know, these are people that are not deterred. These are, like, they can do people. Even when it seems as if, oh, these are... You know, there are some people around You say, ah, I want to raise 10 million to... And they're like, it's possible. Let's pray about it. It's possible. And around these people, you realize that <laughs> virtually anything is possible when they set their minds to it. So this is not just an ordinary thing. It is a gift. They are not deterred. They don't look at how big an issue it and give up and say, this one, it can never, never, ever, ever be done. That does not exist in their dictionary. Hallelujah. Then we have the next one, which is a gift of wisdom. Wisdom is knowledge of great Christian mysteries. You know, when you have the knowledge of things that ordinary people do not understand, application of knowledge is Wisdom. The way you apply, you know, it's one thing to know so much. It's another thing to know how to apply it. You can learn so much, you know. So, So knowledge, wisdom practically is the application of knowledge. Hallelujah. So some people know so much, but they don't know how to apply it. They have the gift of knowledge. But some people know so much, and they have a way of applying that. It will become something so very big. That is the gift of wisdom then we have the gift of administration which is also called the gift of governing you know this ones we have church people that can administer the church people that can you know make it a global church and still administer and everything is working well like an well-oiled machine they they are able to lead the church through storms and difficult times hallelujah we also have the gift of discernment the gift of discernment you know the The capacity to distinguish or discriminate the source of spiritual manifestations there are some people that can tell if a prophet is fake or real just by looking at the prophets hallelujah they can tell whether what you are saying is a truth or a lie just by the way you are going about it some people don't know you will see somebody will come and fabricate ten-story building of lies on the spot. Then there's another person waiting there and saying, eh, really? Yeah, let's go. As you are talking, the person already knows that this is a lie. When somebody else is taking in the lies hook line and sinker, everything is just swallowing it up. Have you seen somebody they've duped before, all this online duping? Where are some people they've never duped them? <laughs> <laughs> the moment they see all this scam, they can tell that, hmm click here. There's a click here. Whereas some people will click it. There was a particular woman some time ago and they called her on the phone and they were saying, ah, we are from your bank. And so, 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 give me your name, send your, she she even gave them the pin of her ATM card. (laughs) But you know, she didn't have any money in the account. (laughs) So by the time uh, because she was just a woman that was struggling to pass by. Already she felt that maybe they want to put money. This one, that they are calling me from the bank. Maybe they remember me. They want to put some money. But the scammer thought that he had seen some gullible person. But at the end of the day, you know, money could enter. So when she told the doctor, she said, eh, go and block the account. Do you understand? So she had to go and block it. Thank God she didn't have any money in it. Everything would have gone with that just one phone call somebody else will look through it and say, no, it's a scam. No, it's a lie. Some people, they are, the, uh, 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 they are the ones working for fake profits. They will look at them and just give them one theory, one jam question that they don't understand. And they say, to unravel it, you have to pay 50000 know, So they are the ones that are feeding you know, liars in all, all sorts of names. So there is a spirit of all the gift of discernment with which you cannot uh, uh, be fooled. But these people, this set of people are always very, very knowledgeable. They are very detailed. They pay attention to little, little things. So most of the time you don't see somebody who is, uh, maybe most times uh, a sanguine that is always on the run being able to discern so much because they are always in a rush to make decisions. But most melancholics are very, very, very hard to deceive. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Because they see, they look at it up and down, center, everywhere. So they are most, of the, most, of, most times, melancholics are those that are gifted with discernment. Hallelujah. Then there is this gift of giving. Those with the gift share their own possessions with others with extraordinary generosity. Okay, I just mentioned sanguines and uh, uh, what is it called? Melancholics. Now, the opposite is this one. Melancholics find it very, 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 very difficult to give, even their time. Not talk of their resources. They even find it difficult to forgive. Are you understanding what I'm saying? But the sanguine is always very eager to move on and they are cheerful. They like to give yourself and all that. So you will see the gift of giving mostly in, in more or more in, in sanguines than in melancholics. Hallelujah. There's a the gift of healing, the ability to supernatural, supernaturally minister healing to others. The gift of miracles. The performance of deeds beyond ordinary and human ability by the power of the holy spirit healing is different from miracles you know healing has to do with sicknesses miracles have things like oh it wants to rain and spoil an event and you're saying in the name of jesus you see that that's not healing that's a miracle You know, so there are miraculous things that happened. They are different from healing. Some have both, some have just healings, you know, so it depends on the one that one is gifted with. Then there's a gift of hospitality. These are people that are able to cheerfully share their home with those in need, you know, or in need of a place to stay, or in need of a meal those that can open up their homes for people to walk in to eat with them or to give something to them to eat or to give them a place to stay some people have a room in their house that is a permanent guest room well done, well well furnished and you know because they are always expecting that somebody might need a place to stay hallelujah there's a gift of knowledge you know we, we mentioned how many gifts last week 20 of them the gift of knowledge and this is referred to as um, understanding of um, the christian doctrine or scriptural truth you know we mentioned wisdom earlier this is knowledge understanding having proper understanding of scriptural truth or doctrine so you are able to properly explain oh about titan, you are able to properly explain about first fruit you know all the doctrines, you know about uh, divorce, you know about uh, how it relates to the, to the, to the Christian uh, 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 folks or the Christian, Christian people around you or the Christian doctrine. Hallelujah. So uh, this is a gift of knowledge. It's not something that everybody, some people have been in church for so many years, but they are not just given to such details. They always have to ask. But there are some people, they, are, though they have been in church for maybe like one or two years, and they can give, give you correct information about Christian doctrines. Hallelujah. The next is a gift of encouragement. The gift of encouragement. And this is the ability to motivate uh, Christians to be patient, uh, to be endurant, to brotherly love and good works. That's the gift of encouragement you have So many people are discouraged uh, in the Christian fold. And, you know, we also have so many people that are encouraged as they have the spirit of encouragement. And there are also some people that can crush your spirits when you are down. Don't even try to talk to them. I say, you too. You're on too much. Why did you go and do it? Eh? What do you expect? I've been telling you this thing. Uh, They don't have compassion for somebody who is down. When they open their mouth, it's like there's a bomb, there's a sword in the mouth, cutting the people down. You know, It doesn't mean that the person actually means bad. It just means that the person does not have the spirit of encouragement. And so don't be too mad with such people and say, because of that, I'm leaving the church. Well, look for somebody that looks as if can encourage you when you are down. No. But the problem now is that some people actually want people that will encourage them to continue in sin so that grace can abound. Mm. There's a difference. Hallelujah. Amen. There is a difference between being genuinely repentant, being genuine, because the consequence of your actions, when it comes to negative, you'll be the first bearer of the consequence, not the people around you. And so when the consequence begin to take a hold of you and show you Pepe, you always need somebody around you and say that just hold on. This also shall pass. But if you come across somebody that says I don't, I've told you before, you don't coconut head. You don't, you don't hear. Hey, yeah. coconut, coconut head. Everything they are saying is going over the head. It's not passing through, no passage. Hey. You know? If somebody talks to me, like, that come and talk to this person now you know he's making putting pepper on an open wound you know but there are some people that will help you to blow it <sighs> sorry eh it's pepperish ah sorry <sighs> should I help you to put a bit of spirit it will just pain you once then that's it eh sorry we need people like that's the spirit of and some people cannot do that <laughs> even if their lives depend on it but others are gifted to do that hallelujah The gift of help, the gift of help. This gift has to do with the service, with service to the sick and to the poor. For for some of you that hate people vomiting around you, definitely you know that you don't have this gift of help. Stop claiming what you don't have just because you want to look good. You understand? Discover what you have. Sometimes we love certain things and we love to be associated with certain things. Doesn't mean that we have them. In reality, what you have is what you have the ability to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you say ah, you have the gift of help. If somebody is coming, an elderly person, you cannot stand up from the chair to let the person sit down. An elderly person is coming with a big bag on the head. You do as if you cannot say, "Ah, ah this load—it it will even it my neck will enter if I collect it." Hey. Are you able to carry that big bag? Yeah. Hey, wait, no. Let me just do as if I'm going in this direction. Hallelujah. Yeah. The only time you open the car door is if it's spots or they can't open it. Don't want them to hit it so you, it's a new car. Not because you're helping somebody. There are there, there, there natural things that we do to help the people around us. It, it's not everything that has to do with money. When was the last time you helped somebody to wash their clothes without expecting them to wash yours in return? The gift of help gives something to, the, to whom? How did, how, how did we uh, define it here? You know, service to do with the sick and the poor. When was the last time you sat at the bedside of a sick person? Help them to pour the vomit and the poo-poo away. You see? No, just look around you. Those those people that said, "ew," ah, no gift of help there. No gift of help there. Hallelujah. That's the gift of help. That's what Jesus or God sees as what? The gift of help is you going out out of your way to be of help to somebody who cannot help themselves. Somebody who badly needs the help, the compassion to be outgoing to say, let me help you. Let me help you to stay. Let me help you. Some of you, when your grandmother comes to the house, you're asking, mommy, when is she going back? Always, always. Always. This, their trouble is too much. She's always talking. Come and follow me here. Always calling. She cannot stand up herself. She cannot weary herself. She cannot sit on the top she, She's always weary on her body. Always eating. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. So helping, but you have come across some grandchildren, some grand that are always there. They're like grandma's pets. They have time. They have time to listen to their stories over and over again. They have time to help them. They have time to assist them. Such child or such a person has the gift, natural gift of help. Hallelujah. The gift of tongues, a supernatural ability to speak in an unlearned language. And you know this one is very, very generic. Because as long as we ask for the the Holy Spirit for this particular one, it's an evidence that the Holy Spirit lives in us. Do you understand? So everybody can actually have this one. Then we have the gift of leadership. The gift speaks to the various leadership roles found in the church. A gift that speaks of the various leadership roles uh, that are found in the church. Some people are natural leaders. And... By the time they come into the body of Christ to give their life to Christ, they see themselves being uh, propelled or attracted to leadership. Like, let's make this department work. Let's make this group work. Uh, you know, I can, I can do this. I can gather this set of people, you know. They are not in a hurry to go after the service. Actually, are you one of those that run away after the service? Leadership gifts. Leadership gifts. Hallelujah. I'm not like Graven. I don't mention names. I can just look around and catch your eyes once in a while, so that you can know that I'm talking about you. Hallelujah, Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So there's also the gift of mercy. Mercy. So mercy is uh, possible. Possibly, uh, is identical to the gift of helps. You know. Uh, it is a ministry of visitation, prayer, and compassion. The ministry of what? The ministry of mercy is the ministry of what? Visitation, prayer, and compassion. It takes uh, a merciful person to actually stand in a gap in prayers for three hours. You know, most people that are attracted to the prayer ministry are have the gift of mercy because they pray for random people they've not even met. They don't have uh, a, a general uh, relationship with whatsoever. And they pick up their prayer point and they start praying, fervently. Lord, Brother John, in the name of Jesus, oh, extend your grace, extend your love, provide this, provide that. And, you know, they are so serious. Have you seen the prayer warriors before? They are not warriors. They are not physical warriors. They are spiritual warriors because they are merciful. They have the gifts of mercy. You know, most times you do not align these gifts with the names they are called, their names look almost like opposite, like mercy. Ah, mercy is a soft, soft thing. It's you not know, like warrior, warrior, warrior. You know, but, you know, the warrior part is, is the fervency it takes, the tenacity it takes to be merciful. Mercy is not something that is ordinary. Do you understand? A lot of us look away from those that we should be merciful unto. That's why it's a give and take blessed at the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. And so you see that most of the people that engage in prayer ministry that are naturally drawn to it, they might not pray for themselves but things start working for them. Things that, you know, people, God also raises people that pray for them randomly. And you see that things start working in their lives just like that because it is a give and take thing blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy hallelujah okay so i think i have mentioned the old 20. do we have the old 20 did i omit anyone interpretation of tongues yeah how did I omit that interpretation of tongues oh okay yes i i see i see how now you know, this is required that speech is given, in an, that the speech given in an unknown tongue be interpreted in the common language of the gathered Christians. So, as long as there are unknown tongues, there are also people who are gifted to be able to understand the unknown tongues. It is far-fetched now because people naturally do not have faith that it is possible, but it is a gift that is there just as a gift of miracles and a gift of healings, you know. There is also the gift of interpretations of tongues. And sometimes you will find yourself listening to somebody speaking in tongues and you'll be receiving things that are being like you understand what the person is actually driving at, you know. I've not seen it in myself, happen to, you know, with other people's tongues, but Sometimes when I'm speaking in tongues myself, I can virtually understand what I am saying. Even though I am speaking in a, I have, I receive direction as to what I should do next and where I'm going. And by sometimes I translate into what I am saying that is totally different from maybe where I started from. So I always take it as an interpretation of the, but this. You can only get it in the place of deep concentration and deep prayers. When you are deep, you are saturated, you are giving. You are not watching the time and say, ah, one hour prayer. What I'm being here for. This is the place of travel prayers. This is a place of, you know, total surrenderance prayers, where you you are in sync with what God is saying. You are able to listen because you cannot interpret by yourself. This is a very dependent gift just like the gift of miracles the gift of healing the gift of prophecy you know these are very dependent on the spirit of god you can't do it by yourself you have to understand that this ones you know it can also function uh you know without your physical uh giftings it doesn't necessarily need your physical the foundation of your physical because sometimes it is given to people randomly People that are not even, you know, uh, suited for it. So, they are most uh, 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 spirit-dependent gifts. Hallelujah. Amen. So, have we gotten the 20? For those of us that were not around uh, last week, I think that I have brought you up to date. Hallelujah. Amen. So. Quickly, before we, we go into the questions, you know, some of you, I know you've been asking yourself from it, oh, since last week that, how then do I discover my giftings? How do I understand my or come about my spiritual gifts? Is, is this something that I will just stumble across? Is it something that, I, is there, are there things that I need to be doing for me to quickly find them? And I want to give you some pointers tonight. So, pointers to discovering your spiritual gifts. Pointers to doing what? Discovering your spiritual gifts. The first one is communication. Communication. The first pointer is what? Communication. Psalm 19, verse 14. The, the book of ni- Psalm 19, verse 14 says, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Communication. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart. One of the things that can help you to quickly discover your spiritual gifts is basically what you say and what you think. You must direct what you say and what you think. You must save it with, is it pleasing to God? Because these gifts are gotten not from man or your friends, but from whom? From God. Many of us do not watch our communication. We believe that what we say in church can be different from what we say at home. So in church, you are looking like gentle Jack and gentle Mary. But at home, hey, it is 360 degrees change. At work, you have another nickname entirely that is not a reflection of who you are in church. The Bible says, as a man thinketh, so he is. It is your thoughts that makes up the person you are, not the way you are dressed, not the way you appear in front of people. It is your thoughts with which you are known, your spirit is known. Your personality is built on your thoughts. The direction your life goes is according to how you think and how you will turn out to become. And so our communication is one powerful thing that affects our giftings. The discovery or non-discovery of your giftings is heavily reliant on, on what you think and what you see. Hallelujah. Did you see that scripture? It says, may the words of my mouth and what? The meditations of my heart. Let it be what? Acceptable, acceptable or pleasing to you. Don't, no, not let it be acceptable to my friends or my pastor. Some people, when they sit in front of me and they are talking, even me, I'm like, for the love of God, why? Why are you going in this direction? So I'm just like this. It's a season film. And when the person is just said, sometimes I try to advise, but I, if I see the body language, I'm like, may the Lord be with you. Amen. Amen. You can go. <laughs> I don't have to watch. see me. I have not been going to gym. Yes. Hallelujah. And so, how much more God that has a constant view of what goes on in our hearts? He has a front row. You cannot hide anything from him. You can be talking to somebody and smiling like this, and in your heart you say, see big head. So so big dead, like shower soap. Some of you, as young as your heart, there's no body you cannot abuse. But physically, you are looking so gentle and nice. But God is right there beside you, watching you. And he has access to the content of our heart. And so when you want your giftings to manifest to the glory of his name, the communication in your heart must be pleasing to him. Many of us have not seen the the, the 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 manifestations of what God has made us to be simply because of this reason. Wrong communication even ordinarily corrupts what? It will corrupt it. Oh, you were born with good manners. You were raised in a good home, but by the time the communication is wrong, it will corrupt everything and make everything wrong. Hallelujah. So we have to understand that our, 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 our words, you know, our, our, our thoughts, you know, can help us to, to gain life or it can lead to the place of death. It can bring life to our spiritual gifts or it can bring death to our spiritual gifts. It can revive spiritual di- uh, gifts and it can put living spiritual gifts into comatose. Yes, depending on the direction that we take. Hallelujah. Proverbs 18, 20 and 21 says, wise words, Proverbs 18, 20, 21 says, wise words satisfies like a good meal. The right words bring satisfaction. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. It can be right or wrong. What you say is as a result of what is going on in your heart. So today, the first point I'm giving to you is for you to develop and begin to function effectively with the gift that God has given to you. Your communication must be right. Your communication must be pleasing to God. Your communication should not be pleasing to the economy or to your friends or to your boss at work or to your, uh, your customers. Or to your partners in business. Your communication must be saved with how pleasing it is to God. Many a times we go the wrong way. We do the wrong things. We make mistakes. But the beauty of it is that God has given us the grace to retrace our steps. And say, I did wrong. I'm sorry. So that valuable things will not be snatched away from us. Hallelujah. The second one after communication the second pointer that can help you to quickly discover and make use of your spiritual gift is patience patience there are many pointers but i'm giving you according to you know what i've been given hallelujah amen patience Romans chapter 15, verse 5. Romans 15, verse 5. Are you there? Are you in Romans 15, verse 5? What does it say? May God, who gives this patience, I'm reading your living translation. Okay. May God, okay, I have it here, who gives this patience and encouragement, help you live in complete harmony with each other as is fitting for the followers of Christ Jesus. You know, last week, I said specifically that spiritual gifts are not for yourself. They are for the people around you. You don't use your gift to benefit yourself. You use it to benefit the people around you. So how would you possibly be able to achieve that if you are not patient? If you have ever run a business, you will know that there's a saying that says customers are always what? Why is, why do you think that adage is there? It means that you need to be what? Patient. Peche- ah, some customers will, will frustrate you. They will be saying and doing the wrong thing and they will be demanding for an, uh, an apology. And because of their money you want to call it. "Sorry sir. Thank you sir. We are sorry sir. It won't happen again sir." You are like God. Naturally, is not somebody you even walk by and say hello to or greet. Some of them you are decades older than them. And still, they come. <laughs> there was a day I went uh, to one of my husband's offices and then I was there. There was a particular lady that wanted to confirm a payment. Very young girl. And we asked for a name. They asked for a name. I was inside. They asked for a name. And then She gave the name, the short form of the name. That was not what was showing on the alert. Then I said, go and ask again. Then they asked. The amount was uh, the same, but the name was not the same. And you know how it is in this country. Transfers. And so I went to her myself, very young girl, maybe barely out of her teenage years. And I asked her please, can you really just confirm the name for us one more time so that we can be, we can double be said. She's stressing me. She's stressing me. How many times do I want to, you know, with one kind of accent that looks imported from China. (laughs) Have you heard some of those accents before that you're like, the accent is probably giving you a dick, the way they are. But at the end of the day, I just said, oh, sorry. We are sorry. And said, yeah, that's what you, you better be sorry. And then she picked up her things and then she walked out. I'm like, oh my God. That is what you have. You asked, I had to patiently attend to her. She was a customer. But in the church, they cannot step on you. You are an usher by the gate. Somebody is asking for direction. She said, please don't disturb me and well, look for it by yourself. Ah. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> Hallelujah! Amen. You are in the welcome team. You don't even have the patience to smile. Hey. You, you are like ah. Uh-uh. Oh, this one, is one, this Amen. To exhibit your gifts, you should understand that it is for others to enjoy. It's not your own personally, it's not a personal commodity. You are blessed to be a blessing to others. You are blessed with that gift to be a blessing. To the people around you, a candle is not lighted and put under the bushel. A candle is lighted to be put on a candlestick so that it can give light to its environment. That is what our giftings are for. And so, by the time you have those gifts and you are a light and you have crawled under a... What? What? Not bushel. What is bushel? There are some things that are bigger than bushels. You will not even see a speck of the light. A torchlight that has gone under the blankets, and you have you have buried yourself under and said, "This my light is shining so much. All these all this, all these people, they don't they do they don't appreciate me. Can you imagine? And I will see how they will see without my lights." Your light is not for yourself. A light is useless if it is not projected. Salt is useless if it has lost its taste. We are light and we are salt. The essence of salt is the addition of flavor that it has to others. And so when you have a gift, your gift is powerful enough to influence the others around you. Use it in such a manner. And you cannot do that if you are not patient. You have to be there. You see the lights moving around everywhere, except in a disco where people don't want to be seen. Are you understanding what I'm saying? But in a normal place, a light is, is patiently there. Have you seen this light since I started preaching here? It's there, pointed at me, making sure I am seen, right? If it decides that I'm tired of standing in one direction, and moves about it has lost its purpose it has lost its purpose when they turn it like this and they move like this again they turn it they will remove it and put another on one that will stay and that is how people do not function in the giftings that God has given them many of us have been replaced because of lack of patience we need to be patient with the people that God has surrounded us with so that our gifts can be fully expressed hallelujah Amen. so patience is very important proverbs 25 verse 15 also says patience can persuade a prince and soft speech can break bones do you understand there is no situation even if that person is so so arrogant so how do you, abusive and so demeaning and so all those things the Bible says, patience can do what? Persuade a prince. It feels that you are beneath me. I don't think I should be talking but when you are patient, your patience can even persuade it. In the church, we have to start listening to these words of wisdom and advice so that our, our giftings can find its expressions. Hallelujah. The third one, the third pointer to Discovering our spiritual gift is selflessness. Selflessness and it is, it, selflessness is the opposite of what? Selfish. Selfishness, selflessness. Philippians chapter two, verse three to four. Philippians two, three to four. What does it say? Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble think of of others as better than yourselves. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Those are two different things. Most of the time, if you refuse to be selfless and give all you have for nothing, you will find yourself hoarding your gifts because there is nothing that is being reciprocated back to you. You feel that, oh, I've gone to, like, we have a group of people that go to Katanga to preach. The carriage is picking on their head. You've gone to Katangwa, they've preached, they've gone, they've, they've used all their energy. Maybe they ate only one plate of rice in the morning, and then they came back. Nobody even said, ah, man of God, take this bottle of Pepsi. Then you're like, this thing, I'll just, hmm, hmm. Nobody is seeing me. Nothing, nothing. Is this how it is? Nothing in return. Don't be selfish. Be selfless with what not everybody can do. it. Some people desire to be able to do what you, you are able to do flawlessly. Like Raven was saying about me that uh, I love to cook and all that. I just love to cook. I didn't know until maybe much later. I didn't start my life in the ministry loving to cook because I didn't know that there was anything like that where I grew up as a worker. It was when I became a pastor's wife and I saw the way people appreciated it when I gave them food. It activated that gift in me and it was, it's been dormant. I can, I can cook in the room. I don't find it difficult or demeaning to cook. I can recruit people that can cook with me. Anybody. I can look at you like this and say, come and meet me in the house. Yes. All the pastors have cooked with me anybody that you see that is a pastor anybody that you see that is a minister many workers you know I will baptize them with my gifts hallelujah so it is something that you know I do without asking that something be given back in return I can you can want to have an occasion, if I decide that, oh, I have the time to help you to do it, we will write a list. If there is change, my people are so much trained that they are not the type that pockets change. If you pocket my change, it starts from me sending you things to buy for me. I'm able to filter. You know there are some people, when you send them to buy things for you, and your change is remaining, what will they do? They never return change. When you ask for it, they say, they, ah, the P, are you asking for that small change? I will mark you X. It means that if it is not me also, and I ask you to do for somebody else, that's how you are going to inflate fi- the figures. He that is faithful in little, much will be committed to him or her. That's my principle when it comes to that. And I had somebody that I was, you know, we were cooking together and I said, "Ah, let's be charging, let's be adding something to these people we are cooking for. I said, this is a true. true. If we do the same thing here, is, that is what is obtainable out there. If it is in the church, it has to carry uh, the grace that we have all received. And That's what a gift is. It is something you do selflessly without asking for anything in return. It's better for you not to do it at all than for you to do it selfishly. Don't do it so that people can look at you and praise you and look at you and reward you. And Your reward is not in the hands of the people. If men reward you, you have gotten your reward. God does not hold you a dime. It's, it's better you just get this straight and understand where you want to get your reward from. If it is a ham of flesh, it gets tired. The Bible says, cost is he that 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 puts his trust in man. You think you can receive your reward from them? That's why you are angry that they did not reward you. It's a act of foolishness, in my own understanding. Sorry to say. You have to be selfless if you want an expression of your gifts. You have to do it, requiring nothing in return. The gift of administration. You want to be paid to be a church administrator? Huh. The church cannot afford to pay you. It might grow to the point where it can pay you. You want to be a musician in the church, a drummer, an instrumentalist, a chorister, and you want to receive payment? You want to receive titles and recognitions? You will not find a true expression of your gifts. You have to understand the work of god is what we do as as a as a as a result of how how much he has blessed us it is our expression of thank you giving back to god from the abundance that he has given what do we have that we have not received are you understanding it what gifts do you did you have by yourself that you have not received you must understand that you have received all these things and you also must learn to give them as freely as you have received them. Hallelujah. So you have the gift of prophecy. You have the gift. You will see some prophets. They have PAs. And before you go there, they charge you this. They charge you. Ah, ah, it's a gift. It is not something that they, except they have gone to pay somebody to give, do it for them. That's when they, you know. The moment you get there and there, there are payments to be made. You should understand that this is not a gift from God. Because one of the things, the qualities that 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 makes the, the 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 gifts of God manifest in you is selflessness. If that quality is not there, your gifts cannot find the true and proper expression that it so deserves. I cannot. If you understand these pointers, you know, these pointers, it will help you to be able to remove the gloves in your hands, remove your hand, get to the work. Do what you should do, seamlessly, without asking for anything in return. So sometimes when people even talk down on you and ridicule you for what you're doing, you don't care. I don't care. I don't care. There was a time that we, when we were uh, moving the, the church from the other place to here, that period where, so one of the days, I also carried the debris of what been because we were, I think we were trying to fill up this place. And I put it on my head, and I was coming here, and one of the ladies in the street, I, I can't remember her title today, but I remember what she said. And she said, even you, the pastor's wife, you are carrying this thing on your head. Hmm, now wow. I just walked by as if it's not me they are talking to. For you to know that I didn't take it to heart is is that I don't remember her face. I don't remember who. You can say anything you like. I am not working for you. I am not uh, expecting rewards from you. I did not receive the gift of life itself from you. What can you do if anything happens to me? Is it not this same God I will call on? Is it not the one that has promised that when you call upon me, I will answer you? Sometimes you have pre- misplacement of priorities. And so we do not take up the things that we are supposed to do and do them diligently because of the way we have, we have aligned our, our trust in other things that are not going to... No! They are not valuable in any way. So selflessness is one very big pointer for your gift to manifest. You cannot be selfish. You cannot be a woman and put your children before the work of God. When I am pregnant, I am, I am sick all through, if I can put it that way. I cannot swallow speech. I, I lose total taste in my mouth. I cannot hit a whole lot of things. I focus on certain things, depending on the pregnancy. And even in that state, I pastor churches. I'm able to come and preach. I, because I always tell my husband sometimes when we have discussions, I say, regardless of how you think, maybe we have a disagreement about one or two things that has to do with the church, regardless of how much you, you think you look at this thing, you have to understand that I love God above every other thing. I am not doing this because I want to please you. I am not standing by your side because I want to look good by your side. I am standing by your side, helping in any way I can, primarily because I love God. And I know that God is the one that rewards. (laughs) If individually we come to that point in our lives, you will find it difficult to be disloyal. You will find it difficult to be idle in the house of God. You will find it difficult to be looking for your gifts. It's not lost but found. It's been there. It's just that you have not been selfless enough to take hold of the things that you ought to be doing and do it as much as you can. He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. You don't do that. You don't diligently seek with selfishness. Selflessness is involved. Finally, before we take the questions is love love love, love is a very important aspect there are so many scriptures that talk about love. I will leave that to you to go and research and find. Hallelujah. Love covereth all sins. In the church, a lot of people will sin against you. In fact, some people will not even talk. The way they look at you is a sin. The way they breathe near you is a sin. The way they are not looking at you is a sin. The way they are not greeting you is a sin. The way they are greeting you is a sin. Are you understanding what I'm saying? The way they are dressed is a sin. The way they are not properly dressed is a sin. Oh, but love covers it. Love is a bond that helps us to look out for one another. If you know that you have something in you that can help, like, for instance, maybe you are working in an oil company. Definitely, what what is the first thing that you will do? You 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 have a good position there. Is it not to help the people that are around you? Some of us have giftings that are more powerful than oil companies. But we have looked, we have not even searched for it. We have not even try to discover it because of those things that we are not taking seriously, like selflessness, love, you know, patience, communication. You are in the church. Also, in the area of communication, you don't talk to anybody. In and out, in and out. You want people to be reading your mind and understanding that you are not feeling fine or you are feeling well. Do You understand communication. That, you know, all those, these simple, simple things. The things that you say, the things that you think, selflessness, patience, and love. Love covered, love helps you to excuse bad behaviors in other people. It helps you to be more understanding, more, you know, accommodating. You don't walk away too quickly. You don't shut the door with a bang. You don't burn the bridge because you might still come back to use it. These are the things that love protects us from. So when we decide to love, you don't look down on people. You don't look away from people. How you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes when your, your, your ministry, attacks talks you anyhow, because of the place of love, you take it and, and just not that you, you become confrontational. Eh? who are you safe? Is it not because we are in this church together? Can you talk to me like this? Otherwise? Some of us will not even say, but we say it in our heart and we act it out. And the relationship is built. We need relationships for our gifts to be expressed. That's the bottom line. You need good, solid relationship with the people around you for you to be able to help the people. People will naturally not come to you and say that, you know, you have a solution to what ails them. If you are not communicating with them, if they don't know you, if they don't have a relationship with you, these are the basics. These are the things that help us build relationship with the people that God has sent us to. These are the things. And I pray for you today that the Lord will help you continuously and constantly in Jesus' name. Let's put our hands together for the Lord Jesus.